Rage Against the Machine, Ghost, and many others, as well as provide you, like, uh, sorry. <laughs> Let's do this again. Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Anti-Shuffle podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Mansoor, and with me is my co-host, Abdullah. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in again. If you're listening to us from the... Um, if you're coming back to us from the first episode, the pilot, thank you for tuning in. And please remember to subscribe, follow, and um, you know, make sure to tell your friends about us uh, and Definitely. help us grow. Um, anyways, Mansoor, we have a lot to talk about today. We have so much stuff to talk about, so there's not a lot of time to just mess around. but um, we have a lot of interesting news coming up from uh, you know familiar names like and bands like Incubus, uh, Ghost, uh, and even the mm-hmm. infamous guitar manufacturer Gibson. And um, today, in terms of uh, albums and album reviews and singles as well, we're going to be talking about uh, the new Dave Lombardo release. This is something that Mansoor turned me on to. I had no idea that Dave Lombardo was releasing a, a solo drum album. Um, yeah. And then we're going to be taking a look at. Um, um uh also like a few singles and releases from local artists and international artists so bands like uh, cypher callous minds uh mixtapes the mixtapes a new local artist from saudi uh and a bunch of yeah. other international artists as well um like i said yeah, the main uh, topic for today abdullah which is oh right is yeah so and also yeah, yeah, we have a we have a pretty interesting topic as well. Why don't you tell us about it, Mansoor? So today we're going to talk. Our, our our topic will be: Is there such a thing as a full time musician? We're going to mm. see how uh, you know is it possible to rely solely on music for your as a main income? And we're going to dive a bit deep into that. Um, yeah, we'll give our thoughts and and and, yeah. and opinions on it. Yeah, yeah, like Mansoor, you know, like you just said, dude, it's it's just our opinion. We, it's just a, an interesting topic and an interesting kind of um, uh, uh, conversation to have. So, but Mansoor, we're wasting so much time. Listen, we don't have a lot of time here, so let's just. Uh, but before we talk about the news, I want to give a, a very strong shout out to uh, Steel Shout. Uh, for being basically our main source for the local news uh, that we get, right? So uh, you might have noticed that, you know, for the news segment, we are always using, you know, these kind of international uh, news outlets like Blabbermouth, the PRP, Metal Ejection, and stuff like that. And for the local news, definitely our main source is um, has been Ace and Steel Shout. So uh, give him a follow, uh, go to his Instagram page, uh, and uh, check out the, the news there. But um, in any case, here's the news. The news! All right. First piece of news here, which kind of very related to the main topic that we wanted to talk about today. Mansoor, get this. The Incubus guitarist is starting a biotech company with his wife. That's really cool. I mean, if you thought musicians rely solely on their you know, music to uh, bring the bread home, um, you're in for a rude awakening. But um, I just thought it was really interesting that the, well, first of all, you know, usually guitarists and artists, you know, when they do a side hustle or a side business, is something kind of adjacent or maybe related to their, uh, you know, their, 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 what they're known for. But this guy is starting a biotech company with his wife. 
I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, and they're working on uh, providing some kind of anti-aging skincare product, right? Uh, which yeah, is apparently very interesting. I wonder uh, if they're going to give it a name that's related to Incubus. You know, a certain shade of green. <laughs> Pardon me while I anti-age or something. <laughs> or make yourself look better. <laughs> make yourself look younger. <laughs> yeah. Make yourself look better. Yeah. Anyways, I, I always loved Incubus. I always thought it was one of the greatest bands. Um, none of, you know, unfortunately, like in this new renaissance of old school music and, um, you know, new metal and maybe that era of music, Incubus kind of gets left behind. Um, but yeah, Make Yourself and uh, Science are some of the, you know, one of the most interesting kind of uh, alternative metal and rock albums from that era. And I encourage everybody who hasn't heard of Incubus, if, if I don't know if it's possible to not know Incubus, but uh, yeah, if you haven't, just, you know, check them out. Next piece of news here. Uh, so uh, Primus uh, and a bunch of members from the Queens of the Stone Age uh members from as well uh primus or the lead singer from primus and members of tool did a cover of uh, anima live and the only reason why i brought this to our attention here is because i just wanted to mention that i've never really gotten into primus i don't know if you're are you into primus uh Mansoor? of course um thus claypool is one of my base heroes i love primus, really? bro okay so did yeah. you listen to this of course, I watched it, man, and uh, yeah. what did I you loved say? it. It, it was like uh, it was a bit surreal because I love all of those bands, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of all three bands. And to me, I, I just I wish I was there, you know. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool, and it's for a good cause as well. They were raising, um, basically, raising um, funds for uh, a for someone who's battling cancer, uh, maybe uh, apparently a, a director or a movie director of some sort. But in any case. Uh, if you're a fan of Tool, if you're a fan of Primus, um, and to a certain extent, I guess, if you're a fan of Queens of the Stone Age, uh, listen to this and give it a, give it a listen. Uh, next piece of news here, and this is, yeah, it's inconsequential for us, right? Like, we're not, we're, 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 you know, at the end of the day, we're never probably going to be able to get this sandwich. But the only reason why I really wanted to talk about this is because, uh, well, one of my favorite bands is going, uh, uh, on tour again, uh, Chimera. But uh, I'm really happy to see Chimera go back on tour. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever been into uh, Chimera Mansoor, but like Impossibility of Reason and some of those uh, self-titled albums, the self-titled album that they released. And um, uh, man, those are some formative albums. Like <clears throat> they were, for me, I felt like, yes, they, you know, they were labeled it in the, you know, lumped in into the new metal kind of crowd. But for me, they were one of those bands that helped and elevated uh, that that uh, you know the the metal music during that time because they were really good at mixing um, you know elements of thrash and metal and hardcore as well into uh, to, into whatever like that era we called new metal era. So yeah. really liked them, really liked the the albums, and really liked their them as performers and musicians. Yeah, this is great news. Uh... All the best to them. I mean, they're, uh, I'm, I'm only familiar with their self-titled album. Uh, it's been a while since I gave it a listen, but that was a very, very good album. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, reason is where it's at for me, honestly. So if you're, you know, you're going to go back to Chimera, 
I think check out Impossibility of Reason. That's a really, really good record. Yeah. And definitely. there's a sandwich named after them now to commemorate the fact that they're going on tour. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Next piece of news here. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we are both big fans of this band, obviously. So, uh, but you're the one that shared this piece. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, so uh, Rage Against the Machine got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So congrats to them. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a good, it, it's a remarkable achievement. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what goes on on, on the day. But yeah, they've been uh, inducted along with uh, Willie Nelson, Missy Elliott, Kate Bush, George Michael, Sheryl Crow, which, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about when it comes to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because, I mean, all of those artists, and no disrespect to them, this isn't a dig at them or anything, but they're not really rock and roll or, or whatever. To me, they're, I mean, Willie Nelson, I don't know, he's not, but Missy Elliott, for sure, Kate Bush. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I wish they induct, they, they, they'd induct more more people from the genre, more artists from the genre, because this year, uh, both Iron Maiden and Soundgarden came in like, uh, what, fourth and fifth, respectively, when it came to fan votes. And uh, those guys are more rock and roll than the ones that I'd mentioned. Um, But it is what it is. And uh, nonetheless, you know, we're just happy for Age Against the Machine and hope in the future to see more bands from the genre get inducted yeah it's you know while you were like firing off those names i'm like i'm like what is this like the 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 difference between rage against the machine willie nelson and missy elliott like the the kind of gap there between the type of music that they play it's kind of uh kind of uh astonishing to say the least so it was kind of bizarre you know hearing those names alongside rage against machine and whatever good for them anyways they deserve it honestly think what you will about rage against machine i mean i don't know if anybody thinks negatively about them at the stage maybe tom morello like the stuff that he's doing and kind of how he's all over the place with <laughs> with his like this master classes and stuff that he's doing but yeah. but uh, uh rage against machine definitely like legendary status band uh, Evil Empire, uh, that self-titled album, Battle mm-hmm. for Los Angeles. Those are like some of the best albums you could listen to. Uh, God, yeah, I love Raging Machine, man. Yeah, and, and then, you know, finally they get their due, I guess. Definitely. Definitely. Next piece of news. I've okay. never gotten into this band, and you're the one that shared this piece of news. So I'm not going to talk here. I'm just going to listen to you. What, what's going on here? <laughs> so apparently the band Ghost uh, won... Uh, the you know the equivalent to the Grammy, the Swedish Grammys Award. I hope I didn't butcher the pronunciation for their latest album Impera. And um, yeah, they were nominated along with uh, Arch Enemy, Aman Amart, The Halo Effect, and Vatain. So, and apparently they had won this uh, award three times before. Uh, you know, great achievement. Uh, you know, congrats to them. Even, you know, even though personally I'm not into the latest album, I didn't like it that much, but, you know, all of their other work is, is great. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I think they're definitely, uh, you know, carrying the flag for, for metal these days. Uh, and, you know, they're still a young band, so 
I'm pretty excited for them. I mean, they're pretty like I heard what they uh, like some of the music, um, and I don't know if I would categorize them as metal. I would more categorize them as near to kind of rock and maybe even rock and roll and stuff like that. And even I don't know if it's a genre, but it's like very theatrical rock or something, you know, like because there's a lot of theater in what they do, and the the live performances is very theatrical. But definitely, definitely I agree with you. They are any. Yeah, I don't like them, you know, subjectively, uh, I don't really like their, their music, but, um, we, you know, they are one of the most highest streamed and most popular bands right now, Rotten Rock, uh, because of TikTok, because of, uh, you know, one of their songs, uh, uh, God, what is it called? Marry Something. Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, it's, um, it's really popular on TikTok. So, you know, I'm not going to hate on them definitely you know just because I don't like them but the but uh, but I'm really happy to see that you know a band is kind of bringing in uh I, I mean I would credit them with one of those bands that really are causing to people to be more interested in rock and um you know that resurgence of interest into uh, rock for sure Yeah Yeah definitely uh, their first album to me is uh, was a classic I I really loved it um had that sort of uh, vintagey kind of seventies uh, classic rock feel, yeah. Uh, but it, it was very dark and and it had really like uh, nice heavy moments. So yeah, I mean they're they're polarizing. Many pe- people either uh, you know love them or hate them. But yes, yeah, they are polarizing. Uh, but you know you can't deny their effect, uh, their 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 impact, and uh, what they're doing for the rock scene. So good for them ghost um i mean i'm not gonna say check them out because you probably already have they're too popular at this stage next piece of local news here oh my god what is this what is this familiar face here mansoor i don't know never <laughs> seen this guy before never heard of him <laughs> all right so just full disclosure by the way we need to kind of before we say anything here um this piece of news involves us in a certain way so what we have here is that uh, capital entertainment uh, and if you don't know who Capital Entertainment is, they are a local, um, a kind of a record label with, and they do kind of events. Uh, they, um, you know, they record artists. They, um, they have some artists on their record label, um, and they are a studio. They do also workshops. They do a lot of things that are related and adjacent to the creative and artists and music scene. Um, uh, recently, they posted two pieces of uh, uh, videos that are, um, you know, interesting. The first one is from Wolfram, which is a local uh, rock uh, uh, band. And the bassist in that band is Mansoor, my co-host here. And if you, um, if you go on the Instagram page, you can uh, watch the full performance um, recorded and mixed and mastered by me. And then also the other uh, band that they have posted is Strangers. I also recorded this performance and mixed and mastered the audio in it. Um, Strangers is a really, really great local band as well. Uh, they have an interesting uh, sound. Um, I really, I don't know how to describe it, but they're so far, they're, they're an instrumental so far. But honestly, they're one of the better instrumental bands that I've heard. They have a very groovy sound, very catchy, very interesting. The music writing is really cool. Um, um, really, they're really talented. So I would encourage you to kind of check out this video to listen to what they have because they haven't released anything yet. Uh, but uh, keep an eye out on them. Go follow them on Instagram and, and stay tuned. Um, 
so yeah, full disclosure, like I like you might have heard already, you know, one of these bands involves Mansoor, and I've also I'm the one that recorded both of these performances. So go check them out and tell us what do you think. Yes, please do and leave us uh, your comments. No, we really appreciate that. Yeah. And also check out Capital Entertainment, obviously, and follow them. They're really doing a good job of kind of, if you go on their page there, you'll see like all of the local artists uh, in the scene. So if you're interested in knowing who, what's going on in the local scene, who's, you know, uh, playing and what do they sound like, um, you know, definitely here. This is an incredible resource right here. So do uh, check out Capital Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them for, for this quality content. Really awesome yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Next piece of news. So um, this is this is really interesting. So apparently, uh, uh, well, there's a distributor in Dubai called Ava Middle East. Um, mm -hmm. They are, you know, they, they're a distributor and uh, for a bunch of music brands. One of them is Ibanez, the famous guitar uh, manufacturer. And they're holding a guitar clinic for one of their um, artists, you know, signature artists. Um, uh, one, one of the Ibanez artists, his name mm -hmm. is Ichika Nito. I'm, I'm not sure Naito or maybe Ichika Naito. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name. But, uh, um, you know, Ichika Naito is obviously very talented. Like if you go on his Instagram and watch, uh, I don't know if you had the chance Monsoor, to watch some of his videos or listen to some of his music. But he's one of those new modern like age hero, like guitar hero um, uh, type of uh, artists that can, you know, play really amazingly and um, and with a lot of talent on, 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 on the guitar. Right. So, mm. um, you know, a lot of very technical as well, um, but at the same time, very catchy and very uh, with a lot of melody and with a lot of um, um, feel. Right um i'm personally like you know i'd listen to one song or two songs but then i you know خلاص, i cannot listen to anymore because it yeah. kind of you know you can it, it you there is a certain threshold from you know for me with that with this type of music but if mm -hmm. you're someone who's into someone like uh there's also um, manuel fernandez if you're someone who's into uh bands like covet maybe chan um if you're into like instrumental i mean uh, you know i would dare to say some some something like polyphia as well um, mm. then yeah, you might be really into them. In any case, what's interesting is that he's coming to Dubai on the 19th of May for a guitar clinic. So if you're a guitarist in the, in the GCC region, or maybe even in the Middle East, and you, you want to attend an interesting clinic, I think this, uh, this could be something interesting. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's nice to see these kind of clinics happening in the region. Uh, you know, I wish we, we get more of them. I mean, I'd yeah. love to go to like a base clinic, um, you know, from somebody like John Mayong or, so, you know, people love that caliber, like a great uh, bass virtuoso. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, it's really cool to see that, uh, you know, hopefully more artists come, you know, more, you know, um, kind of big names come and do these kind of clinics in the Middle East and, um, and in our region. Um, and hopefully one day we'll see that kind of stuff happening in Saudi as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Ichiko Naito, Ichika, sorry, Ichika, Ichika Naito, if you're interested, Dubai, 19th of May. Uh, next piece of news we have here is also related to Dubai. Mm -hmm. And it's actually kind of two pieces of news that, you know, uh, that are related to each other. So apparently Metalfest uh, is uh, organizing a uh, concert or a gig and a relatively, I guess, big name, you can say Vader is coming. 
that's uh that's also happening on the um uh oh god but when is this happening i cannot see the date here on the 20th of may it's happening on the 20th mm. of may uh there's also a couple of local artists as well in the in the bill here um so yeah if you're someone who's a big fan of vader i honestly uh, i can't say i am are you Mansoor? did you check out vader do you listen to vader I've heard a, a couple of songs here and there uh, a long time ago, but no, I, I can't say I'm a fan of theirs. But uh, you know, I think they they're an established name in the genre. So if you're into yeah. death metal, yeah, this could be something you'd be excited about. Absolutely, and just very related to this as well, because also related to Metal East uh, Records. Uh, so they've during the. Um, I think during Ramadan, they kind of announced that there's going to be a Dubai uh -huh. metal festival and that they're opening submissions uh, for all bands. Um, this is, uh, it's already been closed, the submissions for local bands and bands to kind of uh, submit. But I got pretty excited hearing that they're going to do a metal fest and it kind of reminded me of our Desert Rock days. You mentioned earlier that Incubus, you saw them in doing Desert Rock. Have you, mm. uh, you know, I'm, I kind of miss those days, man. They used to have like Me so too. many of these concerts and festivals in Dubai, but then they kind of, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, maybe metal at that stage is started becoming less popular and it's not making enough money. So they stopped doing these festivals, but they had, they held some pretty good ones, man. They've held some pretty big names came to Dubai, right? So, oh, yeah. so you mentioned though, you went to the one with Incubus. I went there, I was there as well. But the ones that stand out, the names that stand out to me that showed up to Dubai are Mastodon. I, I cannot <laughs> believe that I got to see Mastodon live in, oh, in, yeah. in Dubai. I'm so happy that I got to do that. Uh, yeah. That was during their, um, when they were touring for um, uh, Blood Mountain, I believe. Machine Head. Oh, yeah. Testament. Mm -hmm. Got to see even Megadeth. Yeah. Uh, um, so that was so that same that same tour where machine head and sepultura were together that mm -hmm. was really cool because uh at some point like during the machine head set he invited the guitarist from sepultura on stage and they did a mm -hmm. cover of do you remember creeping death metallica creeping death yeah yeah, yeah. oh man that was that so was cool such an awesome gig that, the, yeah. I, I remember i attended like four of those uh uh, festivals like uh, the first uh, Dubai Desert Rock was kind of a disaster uh, because it was supposed to be Limbiscuit and Erasmus. I remember, and uh, but Limbiscuit cancelled uh, the very last second. Um, <laughs> yeah. and then we just ended up uh, seeing the Erasmus, who were <laughs> kind of uh, one-hit wonders at the time. Yeah. And they, but it was it yeah, was fans for okay. sure. But yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it was cool. But the fall, the years after that, the, that festival was just amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, it was Iron Maiden, The Prodigy, with Stone Sour. All those bands played. Yeah, great yeah, times. I wish, I, so high energy stuff, man. I wish it yeah. would come back. I really, really wish it would come back. You know, I don't know if it'll, I don't know if this is going to be the same kind of level, right? And mm. I, I hope it does. I hope like they, they you know, maybe it does. But it doesn't need to be, you know, like if you bring in a couple of good bands uh, and then start, you know, start small and then grow and grow, that's fine. But if yeah. they can bring back that same level, like that kind of same big names on one bill like that and, you know, um, and match that same uh, quality, I'm all for it, man. I'm, I would really love to see um, international and local bands 
uh, performing on stage. Yeah, I, I just remembered something. In, in one of those uh, uh, Dubai Desert Rock festivals, they, they uh, Real Big Fish played. Ah, oh, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> remember? And they were sandwiched between all these like super heavy bands. <laughs> and they came out and they just like completely made fun of those bands. They played like this one minute, like super heavy. Uh, I don't know. They're just messing around and like shouting and screaming, like, and making like all these death grunts. I thought it, it was so funny, man. It, it made me laugh yeah. so hard. It's so bizarre. It's such a bizarre thing to see like a ska band performing between all these heavy bands. Yeah, man. Absolutely hilarious. But uh, in any case, Mansoor, that's it for news. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about music, man. We have a bunch of releases. Let's kick it off here with the first uh, album release that's on our list, Venomous Concept. This is something that you recommended. Uh, yeah, yes. why don't you share with us your thoughts? Yeah, Venomous Concept, uh, sort of a hardcore, extreme metal kind of band. Uh, you know, it, it's sort of a super group. It features uh, members of Napalm Death and, and Nuclear Assault and, and other bands. Uh, I love this album. I really, really liked it. It's uh, very heavy, uh, you know, in terms of like being a, a, a hardcore and like a metal album. Uh, you know, songs tend to be kind of on the, on the up-tempo side. Uh, very catchy uh you know there's a bit of humor you know injected in their music uh very high energy stuff with like uh screamy hardcore vocals uh but there's also some pop moments here i felt like uh the song uh what was it called uh fractured it reminded me a bit it had like that sort of catchy kind of foo fighter-esque feel to it yeah, uh, it's a it's a really cool album, and if you're a fan of like bands like uh, Red Fang, uh, you know the Melvins. In fact, uh, Buzz Osborne played on their first album, the you know the singer and guitarist for for the Melvins. So yeah. yeah, it's a cool album. What did you think of it, Abdul? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I felt that Melvin's legacy there. But I know, like you mentioned, I was reading about this band and I noticed that, yeah, he's not there anymore with them. But okay. like his legacy is still there. His like the 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 feel uh, is still there. Um, yeah, I, I dug the overall harshness. That's very obvious because it has members from like Napalm Death and like, um, or it has a legacy or some kind of touch from Napalm Death and obviously mixed in with that Melvin quirkiness. Um, yeah. Definitely appreciated, yes, those punk elements. But for me, overall, like, I didn't particularly enjoy the, the record uh, that much. Uh, it's not mm. terrible, but, you know, in my kind of rating of things, I'm, I'm probably not, won't listen to it again. But um, it's, this is for someone who, if you enjoy the harshness of Napalm Death, but always felt like you wanted to be a bit more punk, you wanted to, do, uh, you wanted to hear what it sounded like if it was infused with a little bit of that Melvin's uh, quirkiness. Uh, Timeline was not a bad song for me. I, that's the like, particularly that song is the song that I enjoyed the most. Oh yeah, that guitar riff, insane yeah. guitar riff there. Yeah, it's a good, like a little quirky little guitar riff there, and the and it's upbeat yeah. and it's it's kind of cool. But yeah, for me, I, I don't know. It felt a bit a little bit too quirky, um, yeah. uh, maybe for my taste. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next album here that we have, uh, Crowned Empire, Dogma. So mm -hmm. um, I suggested this album um, for me. Uh, so Crown the Empire is a band that I 
really didn't like much of their previous efforts. Um, I didn't enjoy any of their previous albums, actually. There's only maybe one or two songs that, you know, I was like, oh, okay, these are good. But otherwise, I didn't f- find their previous albums appealing. However, this album I really like. I really enjoyed this album, and I'm probably going to be listening to it um, again. Really good. They really nailed it when it comes to how they were able to blend and balance like these, you know, catchy, big poppy kind of, um, um, you know, metal uh, sounding elements, but with also heavy uh, elements. Um, much better at doing this than their previous albums. Um, tonally, it sounds good as well. Like in terms of the sound of the record, I really appreciate the way it sounds. It had that, it's very modern sounding. So don't like, if you're not interested in hearing like a very well-polished modern sounding album, uh, then this is probably not for you. But at the same time, there's a bit of warmth to it that I appreciate it. Um, mm. Tonally kind of sounds like nothing more. Um, they've been releasing as well some pretty good albums as well. Pretty fun and great album to listen to. Really stands out. What stands out for me is the song with Courtney, Courtney Leplante. And also one thing I appreciate about this album, it taught me something new. Apparently one of the songs features, and it's a good song, by the way, uh, the one with Remington Leith or Leith or whatever. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but apparently he comes from a fashion rock band. I didn't know there was a genre called fashion rock. Okay. Um, but anyways, good and definitely would come back for more and listen uh, listen to this album more. Yeah, I, um, it's the first time I heard of this band. I never heard any of their songs before, but I, you know, this album. Uh, honestly, it's not my thing, uh, but it's not a bad album. I see you uh, kind of holding in that laughter there, Abdullah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I detect uh, a lot of uh, new metal influence there. A lot of Linkin Park influence. I, I mean, that's the, the impression I got. It's not bad by any means. I mean, the production is good. Uh, but it, yeah, it is super modern sounding, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, if that's what you like, then give this a listen. I don't know right. if I'll, uh, maybe I should listen to it again. I don't know. I'll see. All right. Mansour, I have a, a small surprise here for you. Oh. I've, de- I've developed a Mansour scale for oh modern God. music. So on the Mansoor scale of, on the Mansoor, <laughs> I'm a boomer scale. <laughs> where, where, where would you put this record? Mm. <laughs> would you, I'm always would you a boomer. in your ear hole? Or not for you, but you would spin again? Or mm. is it good, but not for you? Or are you just a boomer? I'm always a boomer. <laughs> um, not for me, but I would go for not for me, but it would spin again. Just to oh, okay. give them that's a fair really shot good. again. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. If you're going to spin it again, that's yeah. really good. All right, there we go. <laughs> so not for him, but would spin again on the Mansoor I am a boomer scale. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Next album we have here. This is, oh yeah, this is the Dave Lombardo album, Rights, um, mm-hmm. Rights of Precussion. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, please, Mansoor, go ahead. So, uh, you know, Dave Lombardo, famously of, of Slayer, or ex-Slayer, let's say at this point, uh, legendary co-founder, co-founder yeah. legendary uh, thrash metal drummer, uh, legendary metal drummer, I'd have to say. Uh, this is his uh, first solo album. It's uh, an, an instrumental album of uh, where mainly the, the drums are the main instrument. Uh, and it's, yeah, it, it, 
he was he, i think i read an interview where he says he's trying to showcase his talents as being more than just a a drummer who plays super fast i mean dave lombardo's well known for being very influential in terms of like extreme metal drumming if you ask probably any drummer from any extreme metal genre they would probably cite uh, dave lombardo as an influence uh, but here dave really tries to uh, you know prove the point that he's more than just a a metal drummer it's um to me it's it's uh very very ex- experimental very avant-garde uh let's say and it's uh you know it, it's it's the drums are, are are the hero but you know you have other percussive instruments like the bongos and the congas here and there uh the this the songs are very dark they're very haunting very atmospheric almost very cinematic like you this could w- work well as a soundtrack to like a thriller movie or something like that and i just love how like the songs are layered with like a lot of like spooky sounds and these different textures so you know if you're looking for like a pure, pure extreme metal drumming maybe this is not for you but i think for any uh drum nerds out there this album would be like very satisfying do check it out yeah yeah that was my thought as well like who is this for um but yeah like i agree with you definitely like the first thing that struck uh, that struck me or stood out for me was the fact that it's very ambient i was slightly disappointed with this i wanted more uh mm. i was I, you know and i'm not saying wanted more meaning that i was expecting like dave lombardo style like technical trashy like stuff and metal and things like that but i was kind of you know for me uh first of all knowing or hearing that mike Patton was involved in this somehow not, not in a not in a I don't, I don't know if it's in a creative capacity, but it's in his label. So this mm-hmm. was released under his label, and apparently Mike Patton was the one that was pushing Dave Lombardo to kind of release a drums-only album. So yeah. I was like, man, yeah, this is going to be interesting. The only song that kind of, uh, you know, for me that reached that potential, and I was like, I wish there was more of it, was Guerrero. 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 Um, Guerrero. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's like, the song that stood out for me the most and i was kind of wishing that the rest of the album sounded a little bit more than that definitely mm-hmm. has a lot of very tribal sounding maybe south american kind of uh, uh uh you know style of drumming and things like that um if you're a drummer uh if you're someone who's a big fan of uh dave lombardo and you're you know you're okay with listening to something that's not thrashy and metal yeah do check this out but for me personally, um, I'm just going to be looking forward to maybe then his next uh, album, and hopefully it will be, uh, for me, something that I would appreciate. So I think with that, we're done with the kind of albums and EPs reviews. Now we have like a bunch of uh, singles to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one we have up here is Boris uh, and Uniform. Um, mm-hmm. Boris is a kind of very eclectic Japanese. They call them doom rock. Um, I, I'm, I guess, yeah, I can hear it. I mean, the tone is very doom uh, rock sounding. But yeah. to me, they sound like if rock and roll wanted to mix like Doom uh, and, uh, you know, that's what you end up getting, right? You end up getting Boris. Uh, yeah. Anyways, this is a, uh, an album that they are going to be collaborating with a band called Uniform. Um, and this is the first single from that uh, that they released. Um, I really like Boris. 
But for me, sometimes they're a bit too eclectic. They released too much music in, 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 at the same time. Like I follow them on Bandcamp and they're constantly like sending messages and updates about like a new song here, a new EP there, a new album there. I don't know what. Um, yeah. But uh, this album, this song was okay. I enjoyed what I heard so far. Uh, it has that purposeful kind of um, low quality production to kind of go with that like kind of raw rock and roll, doom rock sounding um uh music um so if you're someone who has like you know if you're if you have an appreciation for old school rock and roll rock and uh but you want it like kind of with these modern darker sounding doom elements um and aggression and you like a bit of like punk as well then definitely give this a listen you'll enjoy it yeah yeah boris is is kind of unpredictable in that way i mean they like to experiment a lot i don't think they they stick with one kind of sound but they do have a kind of identity in terms of sound-wise, uh, in, in, in a way. And this song, I, I got more of a sort of a thrashy, there's a, a thrash kind of feel to it, but in a very lo-fi kind of Boris way, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, the, they're, pretty, they're pretty interesting as a band. Uh, I, I don't know, they, they have a huge body of work, which I haven't really explored much. Uh, yeah. Because it would take, I have to really dedicate some time to it. Uh, but they're definitely an interesting band and one to check out. For sure. Yeah, check out Boris. Uh, Boris and Uniform, Bright New Disease. All right, next song we have here, Brad. And this is something that you recommended. So uh, Brad is an alternative rock band from Seattle. It's the side project of uh, Pearl Jam guitarist Stone Gossard. Uh, they've been around since the 90s. Uh, this is sort of a, a, a posthumous release uh, because the singer Sean Smith passed away uh, like a few years ago. So I think this is one of those uh, leftover tracks. Uh, it's it's good. I, I really liked it. It's uh, more on the on the darker side when it comes to Brad songs. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wish they'd made more music when I heard uh, Sean passed away. So it's nice to see them releasing all the sort of tracks that weren't released previously. The song is called In the Moment That You're Born, right? Yeah. Um, so I appreciated everything about the song, except for the vocals. I felt like that was like the weakest part. Mm. If it wasn't for the vocals, I would have definitely been more interested in the band we would have definitely been more interested in listening to the song again but uh you know i love pearl jam as much as the you know the next person but for me this this the the vocal performance was pretty weak on this that mm. you know brought down an otherwise really good uh sounding uh, song i really appreciated the so the sound and the tone of the song overall but yeah i couldn't get over the vocals unfortunately so next song we have here Poppy, and I have a feeling that we're going to be bringing up the uh, the Monsoor scale in a second. Oh yeah, but... <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely bring back the scale, my friend. All right, so uh, so Poppy, so it's what's interesting is that Poppy, the way I discovered Poppy, and I'm, I'm there's a lot of people discovered it the same way. I don't know if this happened to you, Mansoor, but mm. did, at some point, did your YouTube? inexplicably like for no reason whatsoever started showing up youtube uh poppy videos on your subscription feed 
No, not really. I mean, I've heard of her, but I don't think it was, uh, I was getting like, uh, I was bombarded with her content on YouTube. So a couple of YouTube users, and one of them was me, were mm. reporting issues that they were, <clears throat> yani, as if, uh, you know how you, when you subscribe to like YouTube channels and you go on your YouTube main chain, you see like, you, you'll see videos from your recent, recent videos from your subscription. Yeah. Um, Poppy, I, even though I had never, like at that point, Taban Poppy was not really that popular, but for some reason, her videos were showing up in the subscription feed of every, like a lot of people. A lot of people were getting her videos in, in their subscription feed. Even though, yeah, I'd never subscribed to her or they, like other people as well, like me, did not subscribe to her. Okay. So that's the initial way I discovered her. And her videos used to be like really weird and quirky, just like nonsense stuff, like 30 second videos of her acting weird and things like that. Um, mm. Then she started releasing pop music that had, let's say, disturbing imagery. Okay. Yeah. She really came around for me um, when she, uh, at some point, released a metal album. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, I think in 2021 or 2020, she released a, um, a metal album called I Disagree. I really liked it. It's a very interesting metal album. It's, uh, you know, um, pretty catchy and, um, uh, and really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. She's back now. Uh, she's releasing a new album and so far she has released two singles. One of them was called Church Uniform and, and it's, I, I encourage you to go listen to that. You might like it because it has more um, kind of industrial elements. Uh, and this is the recent single she released. It's called Spit. And honestly, while I was listening to it, I didn't come to my, like, I didn't realize it, but it's, it turned out to be a kitty cover. And uh, it did sound really oh. familiar to me because the song Spit, I remember, I, I really remember, I, I used to listen to that song like when it first came out. Uh, and I don't know if uh, anybody listening to this is familiar. Kitty is a, one of the <clears throat> original, like all female new metal bands. Like there wasn't a lot of uh, girls in metal back then. Mm. And Kitty was one of the, like, I don't know how, a handful, of, maybe the only new metal uh, band, uh, the all-female uh, band. Mm. Uh, so while I was listening to this, I'm like, man, yes, Kitty has a song called Spit, and it kind of sounds like this, but um, in any case, I really like the song. Really good cover, really good interpretation of that song. It sounded very like, it's almost, it's almost as if Slipknot uh, would cover uh, Kitty uh, mm. because of the drumming. Like, if you listen to the drumming, it almost sounds like a very Slipknot drumming. Yeah. Um, Really like the song, interesting cover. Um, definitely would listen to again. Uh, and I'm um, really looking forward to the album as well. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not my <laughs> cup of tea. Uh, but if you're into like loud and abrasive kind of music with screaming female vocals, that did, you know, I mean, I'm, I, I thought the drum and bass kind of sound was interesting how she incorporated that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 I didn't know it was a cover of that song. Honestly, I, I really did not get that impression. I thought it was uh, her song, but she made, she made it sound like it was her song. And that's, uh, you know, giving, I'll give her credit for that because I, I, I find it uh, impressive when a band covers a song that makes it sound like it was their song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's, that's the, you know, that was to me, like if I wanted to listen to that song and it done in the exact same way, then I just go to listen to the original one. Right. 
Yeah. But like, if you're going to cover the song, you know, do it in an interesting way, do it in a different way, do it in your own interpretation. And that's exactly what she did. Uh, yeah. This also reminds me of another band called Primitive Man, which is like a doom death sludge metal mm. band. Uh, they recently, like they released their last EP has a Smashing Pumpkins cover for the song mm. Quiet. <laughs> wow, and, okay. And it sounds also like completely different. Um, do check it out if you're into uh, that as well. But Mansoor, on the scale, on the boomer scale, how would you rate the song? Bring back the scale. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say it's uh, I'm a boomer. <laughs> I'm, right. I'm going to take the fall here. So I'm the, a boomer. The lowest, the, lowest, uh, the lowest thing on the scale here, I'm a boomer. So Mansoor doesn't like the song, which is okay. He doesn't, like to have, uh, he doesn't have to like every song, right? We all have different tastes. Yeah. Next song. Oh, yeah, we have a local release here. Mm. So um, the project is called The Mixtapes, and mm. it's mainly being led by two uh, gentlemen from the local Saudi scene here. Uh, Kamal, who you might know him uh, best from a couple of projects. Um, he has a death metal band called Deathless Anguish, and he's also the bassist for Sound of Ruby, the legendary Saudi rock band. The other member of this band as well is um, Medani. Uh, he is a legendary as well, kind of like guitar virtuoso here from the local scene. Uh, kind of think you think uh, you know Joe Satriani, kind of uh, instrumentalist, Ibanez guitar player. You know, like that's that's what comes to mind when I think of Medani, right? Very interesting project. Very interesting. It's an instrumental so far. I don't know if they have plans to include vocals, and I highly encourage them to do so because. I feel like what they have here is great. It's uh, it sounds cool. It's like this '80s vibe, uh, kind of um, almost uh, Top Gun soundtrack kind of sounding music with a lot of really cool guitar solos and kind of rock instrumentation. Uh, but I honestly think they will round it up really nicely if they bring vocals into this uh, equation. I really think they should just find someone here from the local scene who's. Uh, willing to be featured or very talented, then they can include them to just round up this and and make it like really come full circle, you know. Yeah, I mean this. I mean, if if I if I didn't know any better, I would have thought this song was so, you know from an '80s band, and because it it has a heavy '80s feel to it, like with the you know with the like the arena rock kind of tone and the sort of uh, the loud drums and the synths. Uh, I mean, I, I, my, uh, it seems like these guys are just having, trying to have fun with that kind of sound. And uh, I was thinking maybe they wa they're watching too much uh, Stranger Things and you know those <laughs> kind of uh, shows and movies and stuff. But yeah, it's cool. I mean, I I love I love eighties kind of music. Um, so yeah, this this was very enjoyable for me. Yeah, I mean they're they're you know veterans. So yeah. well, you know, I'm not gonna say old. I'm going to say they're seasoned. So they're not really, they, I don't, they've lived the 80s, man. <laughs> I don't think they've watched Stranger Things. They're, they're like us, you know, they're boomers. <laughs> so in any case, yeah, do check it out. Uh, very interesting local release here from South. Uh, all right. The next uh, song that we have here is also from a, uh, well, regional, let's say, uh, release from a band called Cypher, uh, an Emirati, uh, a band based out of Emirates. Um, the band consists of so the only gentleman that I know from this band is someone from a, from a solo project called Project Imadi, or Imadi in English. Mm -hmm. 
uh, he's like a, an instrumentalist. He released like a song like a year ago, I think, um, a solo song uh, as a solo artist. But in any case, this is his band uh, called Cypher. They released a, digital, a, a recent single called Digital Vortex. Um, uh, it's a progressive, like this modern prog metal kind of sound. Think, you know, Tesseract, but with mm-hmm. like the tonality of, um, of maybe animal as, uh, animals as leaders. Um, what I really liked and appreciated about the song is the vocals for sure. It stood out for me. Like, I think the vocal performances is very strong. Uh, the overall songwriting and structure is interesting and it's good. Um, the only comment that I would that I would have had is uh, maybe spent a little more time in the studio tweaking the guitar tone a little bit in some parts. Like it kind of um, it was a little bit it got a little bit muddy in the track. Um, I don't know if this was um, my perspective only or, or if you felt that as well, Mansoor. But um, the there were some parts where it just got a little bit muddy for me. But otherwise. Great effort and looking forward to kind of hearing what other stuff they will release and come up with. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you when you mentioned Tesseract. I definitely think there's an influence there, as well as bands like Intronaut. Um, I, I really like this song. I really, really like this song. Uh, you know, I love that there's some great melodies, the, the groovy, heavy drumming, the guitar work, the singing was great because... You know, I love how the singer, you know, stay, sticks with one kind of uh, style. It doesn't force the, you know, the heavy uh, kind of uh, harsh vocals like many bands do these days. They try to overdo the whole, uh, let's sing in clean vocals and shift to, you know, harsh vocals. Uh, so I really, really uh, love those th- that aspect of it. Uh, the The artwork is also pretty cool for the song. Yeah, I'll definitely check out more of their music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Again, yeah, the vocals really stood out for me here and uh, really good job, guys. And uh, yeah, looking forward to their next releases for sure. Um, All right, next release here, we got one of my favorite punk bands, recent new punk bands, Spy. Um, Really short, straightforward song. Nothing really like it's not complex it's an, it's very primitive it's straight up punk man i really love this band i really love the kind of raw straight up punk sound uh that just doesn't play around um and the just overall grittiness and dirtiness of the sound and the tone it has like that uh maybe and i'm not lo-fi but like yeah like maybe it almost sounds like purposely low production um Really appreciate it and really like it. Um, for me, definitely will be listening to this, and I'm looking forward to the album for sure. Yeah, it's it's uh, a short, you know, straight to the point uh, punk song. I I really liked it. I thought it was very enjoyable. It's kind of like uh, skater punk in a way. It's like I can imagine uh, like some uh, kids who are into skating might might sure. skate along to this. Um, the cool, I like the cool bass sound. It's, it sounds a bit distorted. I really, you know, thought that was uh, really cool because uh, not, not a lot of punk uh, bands, or to my knowledge, uh, distort the bass. But here it, it sounded a bit distorted, which I love. Yeah. No, a lot of uh, so yeah. It's uh, maybe uh, I don't know what it's been like before, but uh, you know, all these new modern punk and hardcore bands like they love their thick kind of chunky distorted uh, guitar tones for sure. 
And yeah. Uh, yeah, this band does this gritty sound very well. So yeah, if you're into punk, I really do check them out. Uh, one of my favorite uh, recent uh, modern punk bands. Uh, next, and again, I have a feeling we're going to be bringing out that boomer scale for this one. Yeah. Bring Me the Horizon. Oh. Full disclosure, Bring Me the Horizon is one of my all-time favorite bands. I love them, even throughout the kind of um, the way they change their sound. I might, have, I might not like every new release that they've had, but uh, for me, up from Suicide Season up until what they've been doing until now, um, minus a few kind of weird you know, uh, singles or something like that that they released I didn't like. Um, I really appreciate everything this band does. Sempaternal is one of the best albums of all time. Uh, Ammo, um, that album uh, that, that has a really long title that they released during COVID as well is really, really good. The one that has uh, 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 Kingslayer, the, the song that features baby metal. I really appreciate this band. I really like them and I love how they're evolving and changing. Um, in any case, uh, they released a new single called Lost, and I love this song. I'm going to be listening to the song uh, again and again. I don't care what anybody says. Um, it's, it's, a, um, it's kind of a pop punk um, with uh, hyper uh, pop elements and like this really, really great breakdown in the middle that's, um, that's very, uh, you know, very gated, very uh, kind of, I would say like, hyper hardcore sounding or hyper metal sounding kind of breakdown that's in the middle um cool video as well if you haven't checked it out like check out the video as well it's pretty interesting and cool yeah um bring back the skill my friend yeah i'm, uh, I'm loading it up right now as we speak oh. <laughs> okay i'm gonna go for it. i'm a boomer again <laughs> You didn't like I'm Bring Me the Horizon a lot. Do you no, like any of the Bring Me the Horizon previous releases or anything like that? No, I didn't pay much attention to their music, to be honest okay. with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is too, too bubblegum for me, I have sure. to say. Uh, I think they're, they're definitely going for that uh, kind of vibe. But yeah, this, this wasn't for me. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it is like you said, it's very uh, bubblegum, poppy, kind of punk rock kind of sound. Uh, very modern sounding as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, on the scale of I Am A Boomer, I guess it's I Am A Boomer from Mansoor. Oh. So again, oh, the lowest yeah. uh, scoring point here. Ah, well, maybe one day. I mean, so far we've gotten you to say that you would spend something again, but uh, yeah, let's <laughs> see. Let's see. All right, next release we have here, Burner. Mm -hmm. Burner is a um, band that really does a good job of mixing hardcore, metalcore, and even black metal elements uh, in their song. And this song is, you know, they've had some pretty, uh, they have, they've had singles before and they leaned more towards the kind of hardcore and metalcore sound. But this song uh, starts off and kicks off with like, you, you think that they're a black metal band. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of black metal, yeah, but I do appreciate some bands that have that sound. Like Thou, yeah. uh, like uh, Full of Hell, like um, who else? Um, you know, a couple of other bands like I can't think of right now. But Burner is one of those bands that have that sound, that have like incorporate some elements of that sound, but they do it in such a good way. I really like this song and I really like this band. Do check them out if you're interested in any of the genres that I mentioned, like a combination of those. Um, really good band. 
Yeah, uh, this band is just insane. I, I mean, this the singer especially is the one that stood out for me because he go he shifts from you know different vocal styles. One second he's singing in like this black metal kind of screechy uh, style, then he shifts to like a hardcore singing style, then he switches to death grunts all in one song. Uh, the band as well follow. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty insane in that sense. If you're looking for something that combines all of those elements you should check this guy this band out they're 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 you know and just insanely good at that yeah i know absolutely do check them out burner all right next song here we have corrosion of conformity i haven't heard that name in a very long time and i was pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. to see them on the list when you added them so yeah, yeah. tell us please about this uh, song Mansoor. Yeah, so this is uh, Corrosion of Conformity. They, they, uh, they're, I would say they're a, a legacy act at, at this stage. Um, mm. They started out as a hardcore band in the 80s. Then they you know, shifted styles to more of a sludge rock kind of sound. And this, uh, this, this is a cover of a Leonard Skinner song. Uh, but, you know, they... They performed it, you know, going back to our point of, you know, what's a good cover song. They, they've managed to really put their, their mark on it. They made it sound like it was their song. Uh, so, yeah, it's a cool kind of song to listen to. If you're, if you're into like sludge, uh, sludge metal, you know, I, I love Corrosion. Uh, I think they're, you know, they're, they're great musicians. Uh, so, yeah, this is a, a cool song. I mean, I'll be very honest with you. I'm not a big fan of Leonard Skinner, and I'm not a big fan of of of, of, of uh, his songs. So, this this song really didn't do anything for me. But objectively speaking, it sounded uh, good. Uh, I, I appreciated the way it sounded. I appreciated the way it was performed, and um, it made me kind of want to go back and listen to Corrosion of Conformity again because they are a great band, and they are, I believe, yes, like you mentioned, the legacy band at this stage. So. So, uh, yeah, if you're a big fan of uh, Leonard Skinner or Corrosion of Conformity, yeah, I do encourage you to check this out. Last release here. Uh, we have a local release as well from a local band. Um, not a local band in Saudi, a local band regionally, I'm speaking. It's, they're a band based out of Emirates. They are called Callous Minds. Okay, and they just uh, released a new single called Left Us Dead. A band in the vein of uh, prog metal, modern metal sounding kind of um, band. Um, if you're into the modern sound, if you're into um, you know a bit of gent, if you're someone who is a big fan of periphery, like these new bands like Spirit Box, um, Era, um, Architects, any of these new modern metal bands, then this will be right down your alley. The first thing that stood out to me, honestly, when I heard this song, was the production value. Mm -hmm. um, super high production value well done to them man like i i don't know if it's um if if they is self-produced or it was produced with someone in emirates or a studio in emirates or something um i mean they mention it here in their um credits it was mixed and mastered by someone his name is twaller or something I'm, I'm not sure what his name is but and i went on his profile and it's private so i couldn't really get any more information but uh but good for them really high production really well done keep it up um the uh the song as well itself is um you know while it's not for me um uh, you know when it comes to modern sounding bands you know like the bands that i mentioned i'm pretty selective uh so for example the new periphery album when it came out i really did not enjoy it at all and i didn't like it but 
I know that these guys probably do, right? So uh, objectively, just looking at the song, I really appreciate the structure of the song. Really interesting how they go from singing to kind of the heavier um, parts. Um, it's, it's well done, uh, objectively speaking. You know, think about how you kind of would push this genre forward. Think about how you would push yourselves to innovate in this space and create something new and interesting uh, that, uh, that will put, put them on the map. Um, uh, but yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing or hearing the rest of their stuff and output and album. I like the 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 chunky riffs and you know the the, the vocals. I and I wasn't aware that they had two vocalists in the band, so that I, that's pretty cool. Uh, I have to give it a few more listens to to familiarize myself with it. But I liked what I heard. I'm I'm actually curious to hear what you know their album to see what the the rest of the songs sound like. Yeah, definitely good effort. Really liked uh, what I heard so far. Um, and I'm hoping uh, to hear more from them, for sure. Yeah. Are they playing like seven string guitars and or eight string guitars? Um, it definitely uh, sounds like it. The sound definitely um, has that uh, tone to it. You know, like the, the modern like seven string kind of band uh, kind of sound. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. And that's it for releases and reviews. All right, next. All right, so on to our main topic for today. Um, as Mansoor has mentioned on the top of the podcast here, um, today we wanted to talk a little bit more about um, being a full-time musician. Um, so today we're experiencing a big growth in the music industry here in Saudi. So, you know, for example, Mansoor is in, in, a, in, a, in a band and they perform live regularly. Um, I myself, I'm, you know, a solo artist. I don't perform live, but I do, um, you know, I'm trying to set up and trying to, you know, establish myself as a kind of producer, a mixing engineer, and provide my services to the local scene as well here in Saudi. And we're starting to see a kind of a boom and a, a resurgence of uh, music here in Saudi with more venues opening up, uh, more artists coming out. I mean, you see it in our like news segments here. You're starting to see a lot of like local artists and local musicians. Um, you're starting to see um, uh, more people wanting to um, perform and wanting to write music and um, you know release albums and um, you know perform live and be musicians. So. We wanted to kind of talk about something related to that, and I'm sure we're not breaking any grounds here, right? And this is going to be obviously our opinion, our humble opinion. Uh, so, um, you know, we're always open to discussions. Like we said, you know, please, you know, comment on our uh, on this video or in, on our Instagram posts, or even like you feel free to email us and DM us and tell us about your thoughts and opinions about this topic after you hear it. But um, um, is it possible to be a full-time musician in this day and age? Um, in short, in my opinion, I think it's not. Um, at this mm -hmm. stage right now in our climate, there is no such thing as a, uh, you know, in some cases there is obviously, there are cases here and there, but I don't think there is a full-time musician. Um, and, you know, we're obviously talking about the, um, the alternative metal and rock genre here specifically, right? This is the area that we're passionate about and we're talking about. Um, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening in local scene, what's happening internationally. Um, we're talking about, um, you know, um, 
and our conclusions in the end. But in general, what are your thoughts, Mansoor? Yeah, as you said, I mean, the short answer is no. Uh, you know, if you're, especially if you're an upcoming band or artist, first, it, you know, you have to treat this some kind as some kind of a business. You have to put your name out there, build your your brand and your your band. Uh, you know, as much as people don't like to hear these uh, words, but you really have to do because, uh, you know, you, you're trying to, you know, gain an audience. You're trying to put your name out there uh, and you need to, you know, the basic income for any band would be, uh, you know, music streams or album sales and then merch sales and touring. Like those are the three main sources of income. So you really have to put your name out there. You have to, uh, you know, work hard in the beginning and th that will always come at a cost. It's not easy, but even when you are more established, you have to, uh, still work hard and maintaining and building those things. Um, and it's becoming more and more difficult in, yeah. in this climate. It's it's kind of interesting because what we have right now, what's happening in Saudi is that things are being built from scratch and it's like still in in its infancy. So, but things yeah. are growing rapidly as well at the same time. So it's kind of like, you don't know what should come first and what we should do first. We should the artist release albums and gain and gain the following in order to be able to go on tours or should we start promoting the music scene more? So that more people are interested in the in the music, and they start, you know, we start selling tickets and getting like more, you know, uh, you know, traffic into these venues and events, so that more interest is generated for these bands. So they are more interested in touring and come. It's like a vicious cycle. Absolutely, and if even if you write like the best music ever, you still need to have a good uh, business sense of how to promote it, how to distribute it, you know, how to put your name out there. Uh, you know, you need to have that sort of good business sense. But even if you're uh, an established name, uh, you still, you know, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, we we know of many uh, musicians in the scene who, who who do just that. They have different. We talked about you know, my, uh, you know, the the guitarist from Incubus venturing into other you know uh, industries and interests. So yeah. It's just the way it is. It's not an easy, it's not an easy field to make lots of money. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, we're not breaking any new grounds here. I mean, for example, here, like I pulled up an article here from uh, Misha Mansour, the, the one of the co-founders and the lead guitarist from the band Periphery. Um, he has come on out on record and multiple times. Like this, this article is from 2018, but as recent as like 2021 and 2022, he's been showing up on podcasts and interviews where he had talked about how. There is like for periphery as a band, it's it's not a lot of money. Even as a as a band as big as periphery, who is very popular, and they get a lot of streams and they sell out events and um and tickets, um and they 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 have a lot of a, a strong following. They still as a touring musicians, they they the money that they make from touring and music alone is not enough. The example of Misha here is a good one because he is. He's actually more of an entrepreneur, really, than a musician, right? He started off as Periphery. Actually, well, he started off as Bob, the, uh, as a solo artist, like really gaining a lot of following and popularity on seven string forums and things like that. And then, um, obviously, 
the band Periphery comes out, building on his reputation and, and popularity. And that's when he gained the following. After that, you started seeing like kind of the side things that he's been doing. So for example, he has a plugins company that sells um, you know, plugins for people uh, that do mixing and producing um, and, and, and VST plugins like Get Good Drums. Uh, and, uh, 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 and also he had like a, you know, a business that he set up, uh, selling, or he still has actually, uh, you know, they sell, um, pedals and effect pedals. He himself on the side as well does a lot of like, you know, guitar clinics and production and mixing clinics as well. Um, so, so he's not fully relying on, uh, his band, uh, for income. Uh, another example of this as well is someone like uh, Tosan Abasi from Animals as Leaders, who gained a lot of popularity as the, you know, the new one of the best guitarists in the, and modern guitarists in the world right now. But he didn't just rely on music, so he started a guitar company where he's like selling like these high-end um, guitars um, called Abasi Guitars, and now he has collaborations with uh, Music Man. All of these musicians are doing something different on the side to complement. Uh, their income, even the big ones, like the ones we mentioned, like Misha Mansour. You know, it, it just comes to show how you need to really uh, be smart and 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 and, and diversify your income as as a as an artist. And but even as as a band, uh, you know, we've seen uh, bands venture into d different types of uh, products and and things like that. Like Iron Maiden now has a, a mobile game, right? Uh, which is uh, not very typical for 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 a metal band, but you know we're talking about Iron Maiden here. It's it just comes to show how you know there's different ways of promoting yourself. Here you see uh, Megadeth; they they've gotten into the business of of NFTs, and their NFTs sold for eighteen thousand dollars. So you have to be creative and 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 look for different ways of of, of uh, promoting your your band because. Album sales and, and merch sales alone won't cut it. Let's be honest, our type of music and this genre that we're in does not uh, drive enough uh, traffic and does not drive enough sales uh, in order to warrant for you to get paid enough to be a uh, like a touring musician even or like a performing musician, especially here uh, in the context of, of Saudi as well. So metal and rock musicians here simply put do not get compensated enough to perform live uh, and we know this you know from sources from people we know that play live in the in the rock and metal scene um, the amount that they get compensated for and the, you know i'm not saying that it is right or wrong but at the same time it's a reflection of you know how much sales they can drive in terms of tickets and when you go to these venues usually you don't see um you know maybe a big audience or a, 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 a strong, uh, um, you know, appearance, right, of people coming uh, to watch. So they don't drive enough revenues for them to get paid uh, a lot. Yeah, and it's something that happened over the weekend that I noticed uh, there was a performance by a local band here uh, at a venue called The Warehouse. Um, and from the videos that I saw, there was a lot of people there. And they did a good job of promoting themselves. So. There's a lesson to be learned there. It's, you know, maybe, you know, bands and artists need to work on promoting themselves in order to drive that traffic to their, to their events. Compared to the, what's happening in the electronic uh, 
music scene in Saudi, the numbers we drive are nothing. So I was trying to find like numbers of uh, sales of, uh, you know, typical sales for Middle Beast. And apparently like uh, in terms of uh, numbers, like they have like hundreds of thousands of people showing up to these gigs and venues. Granted, they're being, getting bigger names, but because they're getting bigger names and they're able to drive that large traffic, the local artists that show up and play at these venues get paid also more. Um, anywhere between like 8,000 to, you know, 30K uh, as a local Saudi EDM or electronic music musician. Um, yeah. Which are numbers that I don't think any rock artist, local rock artist here that performed live will ever, has ever seen. Yeah, but that, that's the thing with, with our genre. It's not as popular as, uh, you know, EDM or electronic music. There, that, I think, has a bigger audience. Uh, it draws more people. But there are things that we yeah. can do in the local scene to drive more interest uh, so that when we hold events and when we hold metal and rock gigs and things like that, you get more people, you get more engagement and there's a culture around it and there's a community and that you know that when you set up a gig, you're gonna have um, fans and you're gonna have uh, ticket sales and, and it's something that is you know, sustainable and, and you know, profitable and makes money, right? I hate, to, I hate to sound like I'm, I'm a businessman or talking about it from a perspective of business, but at the end of the day, you know, um, it, it needs to make money in order for it uh, to thrive or for, for us to thrive in a scene. So um, from my perspective, um, I feel like we need a stronger ecosystem. So, you know, people like Steel Shout, we need more uh, news outlets that talk about what's happening in a, in a local scene, um, you know, to drive interest into what's happening in the local scene uh, and to drive more eyeballs on these bands and to drive more fans towards them so that when they announce that they're going to play a gig people are more likely to go and watch and buy the ticket and and, and go watch this band um, we need also a, an ecosystem um, a, a, and a community so we need more podcasts like ours we need more people like uh, you know adnan uh, and from dubai and unmuted we need more Instagrams account like uh, KSA uh, Rock and Metal Scene. Um, yeah. You know, we need more people like uh, Cairo Metal uh, 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 on Instagram. Um, we need, yeah, I want to rock. You know, like from Egypt as well. We need, we need more stuff like that. Um, you know, to build the culture and to build the interest into uh, into what's happening, and you know, to create those content creators that will drive the interest into the scene. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, but even, even then, uh, it's, it's, it, it, you still need to, to work hard on, on, uh, on, uh, you know, uh, getting a strong stream of income from your music, you know, here and there, and, uh, maybe in, in outside and, you know, where bands like, uh, in markets where like uh, periphery and all those bands operate uh it's very competitive it's very saturated but it's also it, it's interesting to see how some of the more established acts are you know like megadeth and iron maiden and, and periphery and all those bands how they're uh venturing into other types of uh whether it's uh, you know uh, of interest and, and so far you know and things like that for their music uh and you know their side hustles if you will yeah. Although it's interesting to see how those bands are approaching it. Uh, 
yeah i mean uh bands are trying to be more more creative with them some some bands are selling the their publishing rights to their songs i'm talking right. about huge legendary acts but that's maybe a topic for a different discussion right uh but to build on that so 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 like okay so how if if big artists are doing this then what would a what about a local artist or someone who's doing this as a hobby can do in order to kind of diversify i would say explore other ways that you can make money as well from this as a musician or someone who's into it so you could if you're someone who knows how to play guitar you could start you know maybe tutoring or giving lessons um another another aspect as well you know we need session musicians so maybe you know build a website and build a kind of uh, your services uh, as a session musician say you know what i'm a guitarist i'm a drummer i'm a bassist whatever it is you can hire me for um i i i charge this much per hour and i will play live for you or i will record uh bass line guitar lines drum lines for you whatever so that you can use it for your recording and music um yeah i'll use my own personal example something that i'm trying to do as well is i think i mentioned this earlier as well uh develop my um you know portfolio and develop myself as a producer and mixing engineer and provide my services to the local scene in that way so always yani for now for the time being you'll always have to find something on the side to do in order to complement and supplement um and maybe eventually down the line uh, it could be a stronger source of income um but for now really as a musician in conclusion it's a side hustle you're never you're never yani keep your day job have a career if you're younger as well focus on your studies focus on uh what it is that you want to do with yourself and with your career and as a job do, don't live this pipe dream that you're going to be a big band and you're going to make uh, you're just going to be a musician and in a band and and tour and make money from it because at this stage that's not going to happen unless the the you know there's a fund that they set up that supports uh, that gives income or a monthly salary for you know musicians in order mm. to 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 be musicians you know uh but that's i don't think that's happening yeah. anytime soon just focus on your career and make this into the best side hustle you can possibly make absolutely and try to have a, a good business sense of how to uh manage those income streams how to promote your your name your band all of those things that 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 will come a long way i think even the, the channels for promotion they're getting uh I wouldn't say easier but they're becoming more accessible right yeah. uh so you know just try to learn as much as you can about those things and uh you know who knows i mean I, I, there's a, a a touch of luck involved with you know uh you know how people perceive your music at the end of the day too so uh the more audience you gain the better you, you the more your name will go out there but you need to focus a lot on on uh writing good music making good music yeah and that's not easy that's then that's i think one of the more difficult parts but i mean we can go on and on about this i mean there's so many yeah. uh factors whether it's internal or external factors that will determine uh the success of your of your career as a musician so i mean it's it's a long subject if i if i was to summarize what we just discussed um we're never going to be as big as edm and all, all these really popular uh genres right but hmm. what we can do is uh we can do things to supple- to enhance it by creating a stronger ecosystem and a stronger community around this genre in order to drive more interest into it 
and to get more fans and to get more people to buy tickets. And so that when a band like, you know, Strangers or Muzaj or Wolfram or Callous Minds or whatever it is, when they announce that they, they have a gig, it drives sales, it drives tickets, it gets people to want to come. Maybe it even gets sponsors. And that way it can help even get more of a stronger payout to uh, bands so that they can be more interested in performing live and making music as well. Um, additionally, don't, don't think that you can be a full-time musician. Um, always focus on your career. Um, always think about uh, being a musician as a side hustle for now and as something that complements your main source of income. Because even big musicians right now are not focusing on it as their main source of income. They're using as well. They're thinking about side hustles and businesses on the side that can supplement that. Um, and finally, as a smaller musician, not a big musician who can start a company, a guitar company or, or, a, or a pedals company or whatever, um, maybe uh, think about becoming a session musician, think about tutoring, think about uh, doing workshops, think about providing your services to others, uh, whatever it is that can bring value to this growing uh, scene that we have. Yeah, definitely. So with that, I think we wrapped up our second episode here, Mansoor. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and for listening. Don't forget, uh, if you have any questions or if you have any um, thoughts, suggestions, you can always email us at hate.mail at antishuffle.com. If you're a band that has a demo or a song uh, that you want us to either listen to, or if it's a piece of news that you want to, or you want us to talk about in our news segment, please email us and 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 share it with us, uh, and we will gladly and more happily listen to it and talk about it uh, during the show. If you have any suggestions, opinions, topics, if you have any feedback on the topic that we talked about today, please feel free to email us or even just write a comment on our. Um, social media on Instagram on our YouTube channel where this will be posted um, and uh, and uh, yeah we will reply or we will even you know talk a little bit about it on the show um, we will also in our description have all of the links to our social media and our, all of our platforms so please don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us and to stay up to date on uh, our latest developments and the next episodes uh no thanks for tuning in don't forget to like share subscribe and all of that um you know follow us on our socials at anti shuffle pod which we'll be providing the links to and uh see you next time yeah i've been abdullah he has been Mansoor. stay against the shuffle see you next week <laughs>